17 to come in. Go ahead, truck 17. Primary complete. Command topics, primary complete. What's up, folks? And welcome to another episode of Primary Complete. Before we kick off the show, do us a quick favor. Like and subscribe. At the end of the show, if you enjoyed it, leave a quick comment. These simple little things make our platform more visible to folks who are looking for the type of show that we produce. For all of you who are constantly interacting with us on social media, talking about the show in your firehouses and with your friends, we can't say thank you enough for helping us build this awesome community. If you haven't yet, check out the social media. Search Primary Complete Podcast on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. Give it a quick like. We also got a website. Feel free to check that out, www.primarycompletepodcast.com. Thank you all once again. Enjoy the next episode and continue to help us make conversation great again. Here we are, Chief Griffin, 2023 <laughs> First Duke Conference. Yeah, man. Yeah. My brother. How's things going so far? Oh, it's been busy, but fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard you on the phone over there. Sound like you were working out some water <laughs> issues and things yeah, like that. Yeah, we would get some hydrants cut on and... Uh, Yes, they're trying to flow some uh, ground monitors this morning, so just doing some testing. So I got you. I got you. Yeah, moving some big water. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was down here checking out the spot, uh, your wife was telling me where the hot classes and all that were taking place. That sounds like a pretty pretty nice area that they – is it a good thing necessarily that they're together, or do you like them spread apart, or do you like everything right there together and compact? Uh, logistically, it's, it's going to be great that they're all together yeah. trying to do lunch and water and the whole yeah. nine yards. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it – I think the structures would like to be spread out a little bit, but uh, we just the property was available, so we jumped on it. Yeah, heard that, heard that. Yeah, I can see both sides of it. Last year, you were spread on total opposite ends yeah, of the island. Yeah. It was fun, though. Uh, it seemed to work out. Good deal. Um, any unexpected surprises? Not yet. We'll see what happens. I don't think you'll have any. <laughs> no, you about got amazing. this thing going on, uh, man. Yeah, it's starting to flow good. Yeah, you about got this thing nailed down. Um, do you have a list of dates for me so we can get people yeah. starting to get registered for next year and stuff like yeah, that yeah so we got two dates actually oh snap so uh this january 9th 10th 11th we're doing command from the sand a little catchy phrase we come oh, up with man so, i'm in i like it <laughs> so we're doing leadership and tactic conference and uh working on the lineup for that and then next may 7th 8th 9th we're doing the first due conference again here in Carolina Beach, so we're excited about both of those. Hit me with that uh, January date again. Uh, January 9th, 10th, and 11th. 9th, 10th, yep. and 11th. Is that going to have the, uh, you're going to keep the same capacity? You're going to cut the registration off? Or? You know, we're actually going to probably run that smaller. Okay. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something I, I hope is unique. We haven't uh, totally ironed out the details, but two days in the, in the whole ballroom, and then we're going to split the ball, ballroom into thirds. Okay. And we split it in thirds. You're going to go into each track, basically. And learn, we hadn't locked down exactly, but it may be like big box, it may be mid-rise, it may be um, something commercial, multifamily. We're gonna, each instructor is going to have a block, and they're gonna, you're going to get some one-on-one -on -one time with that instructor. They're going to do some tactics with them and talk through and let the students interact with the instructor. So, and we're going to rotate around kind of like we do the, the hot day. Yeah. But we're going to do it in the, but the problem is we can only get about 50 per room sure so it's going to it's going to limit us to about 150 people sure but uh we're first excited come, first serve, see baby. what happens yeah first come first serve I yeah like that. yeah good deal man um you got uh instructor lineup for that uh not a hundred percent down okay I can, I can drop a couple of names no okay go ahead yeah drop <laughs> so uh scott thompson with uh colony fire okay. out of texas all right he's going to be one of the instructors todd Edwards is going to be there nice um 
course, I'll be there. You know, yeah. it's my conference, I hope so, so. I, I line myself up for that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we're still working on a couple others. We had we had some names ready. They hadn't 100 percent committed, so I don't want to put fine. their names out. It'd so. be worth coming just for the ones that you mentioned. Yeah, it'd be yeah. worth coming if it was just you. That's right. <laughs> the behind the scenes logistics work that it's got to take. I'm surprised you're upright. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been a rough probably four days building up to this. So a lot of running. A lot of details. Yeah, but. it's appreciated by the, uh, the the people coming and like the tickets we gave away. Everybody was so appreciative. Yeah, uh, good. Thanks good. for uh, helping the fire service and for putting this stuff on. It it goes so smooth from our side. So right. thanks. Yeah. yeah, man. No, it's uh, our job is to hopefully deal with all the hiccups up front mm-hmm. and let the students have a good experience. So yeah. That's great. Perfect. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure we'll catch you back and forth uh, running around like a chicken with your head cut yeah. off the rest of the day and all that. We're grateful. Thank you for the opportunity for us yeah. to come back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get um, hopefully get some more the instructors. I want to talk to a first time student sometime today. Okay. I don't like saying student because it's not, I mean, you know. Hey, I'm proud to be a student of the craft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I. I'm a student. I'm, yeah. I'm like running there. Yeah. To li- I try to. I'm running everywhere, but I try to stick my head in there and li- listen to them. And I've heard some of these guys speak ten times, but every time I sit in there, I hear something. That's right. Like, Learn oh, something. Yeah, else. I remember that. Yep. 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 I'm with you. Yep. So we're gonna get a first timer in here for sure. Okay. I'm gonna talk to Let's somebody who's never been. Yeah, we're gonna get the honest opinion. Yeah. <laughs> let, uh, let me make sure I give them something free for y'all talk to yeah. them. So. Okay. <laughs> so happy. Uh, Chief Griffin, thank you so much um, for spending a little time with us this morning, and thank you for putting on another great conference this year. Yeah, thank you guys for being here. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Nice. Jerome King. Jermone. Jermone. Yeah. I'm going to mess it up again. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. going to mess it I, I up. I get it a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm the king of messing it up. Oh, that's, <laughs> I mean, everybody sees my name first and says Jerome. Yeah. Yeah, so we grabbed you on a whim there. Chief Griffin has done throwed you to the wolves, brother. Yeah. Yes. Done throwed yeah. you to the wolves. No, we were uh, we just finished chatting with him, and I had mentioned, I said, look, I want to get a first-timer, a first student. We've been coming down here. I've come to all three of them. But we were set up last year, and now we're back again this year. Um, but we never had the opportunity to talk to somebody who was their first time. And I felt, you know, when I put all this together at the end, uh, I felt like we were missing that. Like, I want to talk to somebody who's never been and get their honest opinion. I told Chief, I said, we're going to get the honest opinion. So if it's bad, they're going to tell you it's bad. So yeah. <laughs> was, we got lucky. <laughs> we got lucky uh, snagging you up. So this is your first time. Where's your front? Where are you from? I'm from Nightdale, North Carolina. Nightingale. Got you in your own Nightingale. Nightingale Fire. Fire. Nice. How long? I've been there paid six years. Six years. Yeah. What rig are you on? I'm on engine 132, station two. A shift. Heard that. A shift's the only shift. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're in good company right here. That's right. right. Two other A shifters. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. You, you guys <laughs> get a little bit of work up there? Yeah. A little yeah. something. Heard that. I'm not going to say who else uh, gets a little more work, but. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. We get so, uh, how did you even find out about the conference? And more of you came, or, or you rolled solo? I, I rode solo, but I went to the conference that was held by Smithfield's Friday Fire Association. It's probably a few months ago, and uh, Chief Giffen he taught it. He was instructed there, so I was yeah. like, I was digging the information. So I was like, I followed the page, and of course, found about this, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get some more of it. Yeah, sweet man, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, how's awesome. the experience been so far? I, I love it. I mean, location is great, of course. Um, yeah. So far, everything I've seen. Is good. Instruction is good. 
Yeah. How many days did you have to get off work to be able to come do this? Uh, two days. Yeah, small investment. But, I mean, man. yeah, small investment. Yep, come get some knowledge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good to get an outside view instead of just, you know, a small view of when you're in your department and learn more. So. I agree, 100%. Yep. Yeah. You get a good opportunity here, man. The uh, instructor cadre that Alan gets out here, man, is, is one of a kind. Steve, you just heard Steve. He's great, man. He is right. great. Champo, you'll get to hear him in a little while. I know you're looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to all of it. Like, yeah. I mean, I follow uh, Chief Cloud as well. So Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I'm just, I'm just I'm, I'm here for all of it. Right? Yeah. Sweet. Good deal, yeah. man. Well, we won't keep you too long, but we appreciate the uh, honest opinion there, brother. Oh, Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right, man. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll see you around. Mr. King, nice to meet right. you. Yeah. Good luck in your future endeavors. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate that. Dude. No yeah. problem. <laughs> Not that it matters. Yeah. It is a beautiful day. We got it is luck- gorgeous. Lucky with the weather. Weather is good. Mm-hmm. Weather is good. What's up? Oh, man, just another beautiful year here in Carolina Beach at the first two conference. Yeah, now, you know, it's one of my favorite conferences, and I, and I say that, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, Alan and the first two people, everybody, Heather, I mean, these guys put in so much work into this conference, and what I love about it is it's truly a grassroots conference, and they cap it at 200 folks, not one more, because that's what they can handle, and... and it's such a, you know, FDIC is awesome. Like, like that's the Super Bowl, and we're, we're at FDIC. You're going 180 directions, and you get to see folks, but you don't get to spend time with them. Right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's five minutes here, it's three minutes there. Here, I get to sit down with you all, and, and we can just rap about whatever because his focus is so on the student that, that we're accessible, and we can just sit down and talk. Yesterday I talked for an hour and a half with a, with a group up up from uh, northern North Carolina, and we just just talked. And it was – it's refreshing, you know yeah, what I mean, as absolutely. an instructor to really get to know the guys that, that, that are that are interested and into the job. And so I, I love it. It truly is one of my favorite conferences. That's good. We're always honored for you to come down here. Our, nah, our, little, our little hole in the wall in North Carolina down here. But you know what? It, it Your hole in the wall in North Carolina is – the United States of America. Right. I mean, you look at the number of metro departments compared to the number of 50-man or 30-man or 100-man yeah. jobs. Smaller rural ones, yeah. That's 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 the United States Fire Service. Right. So, you know, and, and uh, we get a lot of questions like, oh, you're going to just teach in big city tactics. I'm teaching stuff on three-man engine companies. Right. That is yeah. the national average is a three-man engine company. So you can't – I can't equate Columbus inner city tactics – it does relate is what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. like it's the same, it's just different. We just may do more of it. Right. You know, Making but it's awesome. the same job. The fire don't care whether you've got two on the engine or six on the engine. And the citizens expect the same thing. Right. Same the result. citizens expect results. Yeah. I think that um, that idea from a smaller department and hesitating to sign up for one of these conferences is you're, you're kind of worried. Like, the stuff I would learn there is not going to apply. But we're here to tell you the, the motives there and the tactics do compare. There's there's things to be learned and you're not trying to nobody here is trying to get up and look down upon anybody. It's a sharing event. Like, you know, I, I started talking about that the mass shooting I was a part of on Friday night. And, and man, I got humbled. I yeah. flat got humbled and, and you know, as first I saw Mo I grabbed Mo first thing, Mo Davis, and I said, Mo, I, man, I screwed this one up. And he's like, I think you're being a little hard on yourself. I said, no, but, you know, we, that can happen anywhere. And yeah, I sure got put can. in a position of 
man, it, it was alone. I'm so used to pushing the button, and here comes the cavalry. You know, 1,700-person job. I just keep pushing that button, more help. Come. Well, they couldn't get to us. So, yeah. so it was my perception of what was happening was not really reality. And, and I got caught in that. And, and you know, I, I go back, and I, all I could think of was Chief Lee, Frank Lee from FDNY, talking about, and, 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 you know, all those guys talking about, man, we just write right on the wall of a high-rise job, right? Right. And I had a Sharpie. I literally started keeping track of my companies on the, the, the window of, of a storefront. Right. I literally just started writing on that because I had no I had no check sheet. I had nothing. Yeah. Shooting from the hip? Well, I'm so used to doing this. I, I start my action plan. Everything's good. If Chief shows up, here you go, Chief. Yeah. yeah. It's all you now. I'm gonna, right. I'm, yeah. Now I'm going to go get back in my comfort zone, run my crew, and work. Yeah. Right. That didn't happen. And, and, and you know, we, we had talked about access, right? So I'm on the north end of the scene with five patients and critical. One, I had one critical shot 12 times once in the neck. Jesus. And my closest truck was four blocks away. Like, I didn't think to have them bring all the all the tarps and, right. and stuff we're going to need. I'm thinking that's just going to happen. It didn't. Like, like, I'm calling for resources. Well, they got another six or seven shot. <laughs> so it, it just escalates. And then you got 1,000, 1,200 people in the street running around. Yeah. Right. So, right. So that escalates. The, it was the most chaotic scene in my 33 years I've been a part of. Hmm. But, you, you know, you got to talk about it. You got to be humble about it. You got to learn from it. Yeah. And then move on. You can't. But, but you can't sit there and not admit your mistakes. That's the biggest problem. I don't understand it. And I get it some that a lot of guys won't say they screwed something up because now you're going to hack on me for the next two weeks. Right. Right. That, that boss don't know what he's doing. Well, no, I'm just a realist that I know I'm not perfect. And ain't nobody is. But until we're humble enough to ourselves and the job to admit your mistakes, you're not going to grow as a company or as a fire. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, we've mentioned that a lot uh, in some of our past shows, just in conversation with people, the ability to know or recognize when you're wrong. And actually, when you when you put that out forth in front of people, it does the opposite of what you think in your mind is doing. It's make, you think it's making you look weak or I'm going to stay inside and you know, keep this compartmentalized and all that. But in reality, every, when you're humble and willing to admit mistakes, what that does to the people you're actually doing it to, they're not taking it negative for the most part. They're, they're like, homeboy just missed. I mean, now yeah. I can say where I messed up. or you know, And just the growth that can come from that is... Yeah, you know, you mentioned that. Like, stretching for success came out of 30 years of my mistakes. Right. Yeah. Like, like, of, of yeah. things that we messed up that we found teachable solutions to common problems. Instead of looking past it, we went, all right, we got to figure this out. Like, you know, I teach how to split cars, and we're going to do that tomorrow in the hands-on. That didn't just happen. Right. My guys at Engine 18 were out there. It took us about eight, nine months. Like, we do this. Oh, man, that worked great. But that didn't. Like, and we, we just continued pushing and pushing and pushing. This part worked, this part didn't. And eventually, we just kept vetting it, vetting it, and then we finally went, okay, what did we just do? Right. Because it worked. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, right? So, but when you do achieve that success with a crew, man, morale went through the roof. Yeah. Right? Like, we did it together. We failed together, but we grew together. We came up with solutions. That's, there's not a better feeling as a company than when you fail together and then you succeed together because you keep putting the work in. Yeah, I've, I've said that before that, uh, when, you know, we're all firemen and we tend to learn best from our mess ups. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and the best, some of the best instruction that I've ever been given, and as an instructor now myself, 
uh, the most benefit I believe that I can give to my students is make an environment safe for them to fail and allow them to fail and yeah. then allow them to have conversation and allow them to talk through it without me ever saying anything. Uh, Ken Hogue, one of, one of my favorite instructors that I've ever taken anything from in my entire life, that's his thing. He'll give you a task and he sits back in his chair and he just watches. And when you get done, let's talk. Let's yeah. get through this. Let's talk. And then you build from that. And I, I, I think that's great. The only thing I caution you on is don't let that failure continue. Right. right. Like yeah. you, you've Not got, repeating you've failure. Been, yes. Yeah, because yeah. then we're forming habits. That's and then, right. You know, so that's a great way to teach us, okay, let's let them do it, then we're going to talk about it. But don't stop there. That's you've right. You've got to finish on a, on a, on a, on a high note, right? Like I, For I sure. saw uh, it was uh, McCraven. Admiral McCraven was talking. He's like, they don't ever finish. The SEALs or any of the spec op guys never finish on a failure. They always finish with success yeah. because when you hit that situation again in your midbrain, where are you going to go to? The yeah, last time, the last time that you did that. I used to teach you're dead. You took your gloves off or you screwed that up. You're dead. Next. Man, we did it wrong. We used to do that all the time. That was the worst thing we could ever do as an instructor because now if they hit that situation, oh, I, I might just roll over and die. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't successful at it, right? right? So, you know, it, it evolves. We continue to learn. You know, we're not perfect, but as an instructor, you've got to stay up and you've got to keep an open mind and be willing to roll. It, you know, I, I changed the way I teach, like, because millennials. I've, I, when I first started stretching for success, I had maybe one or two videos in there. I realized that every time that I didn't back up a couple slides of bullets with a video, they were. They, right. they lost me and they're here doing this on the phone and they're looking for a video to see if, I, if I'm right or not. Right. So I, my stretching for success, I think I got almost 40 videos. Now, they're all one or two minutes. Like they're sure. not long, right. but it reinforces, reinforce visually what you're teaching because it's a different learning style. Sure. And you have to learn to adapt to that. And, and it took me a little bit to figure out, I'm like, why are they not listening to me? Why are they not taking notes? Why are they? But they're taking pictures of every slide. I'm like, are they stealing their program? No. <laughs> but they yeah, were. But yeah. that's just the way they learn sure. now. Mm -hmm. Where we were taking notes like crazy. They, right. they, they don't do that. The younger generation doesn't do that. So as an instructor, you have to adapt to your audience. And you have to adapt with the times and their learning styles or you're just not going to get through. How long did it take you to figure out that tidbit? And it was about six months because I'm like, I'm, and I'm talking to Mike Champo and I'm talking to Ray McCormick and guys that, you know, have been mentors of mine for a long, long time, Bill Gusto. I mean, like, are, are you seeing this? Like, they're not engaged at all. And they're like, they're engaged, I think. <laughs> but then we all started talking about it. And then uh, I had a young man say, man, your videos were great. I said, what do you mean? He goes, it re really reinforced what you was talking about. And, I, and it kind of was like the bells of Saint went off in my head. I'm like, every one of these dudes is visual. Yep. Yeah. And, and I just missed that, and it took me a while. But now, like today, you saw, I've got probably 30 videos. <laughs> because if you're not reinforcing it visually, it's not going to connect. I agree. I agree. That's um, something I struggle with with the new generation and, and even new firemen is – like, why, why don't they get it? Why don't they get, you know, they were taught in the academy this way, and it, why are they not getting any of it? That and it's the expectation that they learn the same way that we do, the same but things that we used to do. Is it they don't get it or we don't get it? 
90% of the time I I'm going to say it's we. we don't get yeah. it, right? Yeah. Like exactly. Like, these millennials are terrible. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Maybe you haven't adapted to the time. Right. You're stuck here, and, it, it, you know, I still do some pretty old school stuff around the firehouse. I can <laughs> sure. assure you of that. Yeah. But you, you have to be willing to adapt to your crew and to the times because if you, you can't stay stuck in you just can't stay stuck if you're stuck you're going to be that old grouchy guy that doesn't do nothing and everybody hates that's right and you're going to get left but yeah. they're, yeah. they're going to go right past you so it, it's hard so trust me I, you should see me trying to learn this computer stuff is killing me mm -hmm. right like uh, I, I struggle writing articles I've got a couple going to be coming out in fire engineering but I struggle with that because my mind goes faster than my fingers. Right. Yeah. And, and I didn't grow up with a keyboard in my hand. Right. I, you know, I got a young man, Corey Yutzi, on Engine 15, does a great job getting ready to get promoted. And uh, he's like, boss, let me help you with that. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, let me, let me help you with your article. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. I'm talking, this kid's doing, you know, just like, do, 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 yep. do, do, do. getting after it. Hey, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, you got to understand, we've been typing since we was four. Right. You know what I mean? So. It's a thing. It's a yeah. thing. Thumbs yeah. seem to be getting faster and faster. Right. Thumbs. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. If you stay mission driven, then adapting to whatever comes is easier. Easier on the mind, anyway. For yeah. sure. And, and you know, I think the other thing is, you know, it's ever evolving. You know, I. You can't just stay stagnant. Like we're working on some things now with with some mid-rise stuff and you look across the country and I don't care what neighborhood you're in these five six story mid-rises are going up everywhere mm -hmm. and they don't care that you're showing up with three people they have expectations of work and so I'm currently working on a new program and it's going to be focused on mid-rise and mid-rise options for, for short staffing because again reflex time is a thing yeah it's going to take you you can't sit there and wait for three companies to show up for sure. before you go up there. Right. Right. So what are some things we can use to mitigate that? So that's the new program. I don't have a name for it yet, but I'm working on a new program with that. So I'm excited to get get dug into that a little bit, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. But yeah. I share that excitement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a thing, though. Like, like, you know. They're going up everywhere around here, man. That's, that's all they're building now is multifamily apartments, you know, three and four stories high. We're sitting here looking at a five-story yeah. right go. in front of yeah. us, right? Yeah. Carolina Beach, well, they got one half one firehouse, right? Yes. One firehouse, the four guys on duty. Right. Now you got a fire on the top floor. And a, and a river separating them from other companies. And not only that, <laughs> but we've got a, a steady 35-hour window. Right. Yeah. It's a thing. So so we have to adapt. Like, the fire don't care you got three or four. They don't care that your next company's coming in 10 minutes. Doesn't matter. Right. We got we to get mitigation started. And buy us some time to get some help. So we're we got some things coming down the pipe. I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah, fire is the truth that we all have to catch up with. Like it, it doesn't matter. It, like you're saying, the event and the fire, whatever's burning, whatever you're bringing, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, the wind's not going to wait. No, nope. fire's not going to wait. Nope. Right. No, sir. And, and you know, I think if you go down the the thing of, it's new. Sure. So, so even if we come up with tactics, until we vet them, it, knowledge without experience is theory, right? Correct. Yep. So, so we've got, uh, I'm fortunate enough, I work with the Illinois Fire Institute on a few things, and Jimmy Davis, uh, Captain Engine 43 in Chicago, myself, and, and some other guys are working on some mid-rise tactics, and we're going to be fortunate enough that later on this summer, 
um, they've got an eight-story high-rise that we're going to burn. So we're going to get an opportunity to go up and uh, for three or four days with a small group of instructors and truly vet some of these. Well, we've got some ideas, and I think legitimately they're going to work. But until we can vet them, you can't put them out there as, as you know, you can't. I mean, I can put them out there as thoughts. They're just ideas. But, but I'm yeah. not going to put it out there as this works. Right. I can tell you this should work. Yeah. But we're going to be able to get up there, burn for three or four days. Uh, just an incredible opportunity to have an eight-story building to burn. No doubt. That doesn't happen a lot. So, you know, we're going to try to maximize that. i got three pages of stuff I want to try already. So uh, it's, I'm looking forward to later on this summer to get some true answers and, and hopefully some good video and, and, and just some things that – considerations, man. I, I can't tell you the answer to all of it. But the fire on the fourth floor is no different than the fire on the first floor. The challenge is getting water vertically quickly. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the same. You know, nine hundred square foot apartment, right? Same as a shotgun house. Yeah. But you just got to get up there to do it. Got to get up there to get the right. water to it. Exactly. That, that makes sense. Exactly. So, it's it, some exciting things happening. But this conference, like I said, man, he just brings in top-notch talent with good people, and uh, this, you know, the social last night. How awesome is that? That you sit down at the Lazy Pirate. And I just went table to table talking to guys. And you get to sit there 45 minutes an hour just, just right. rapping, right? We do right. the same thing tonight, you know. So good stuff. If you haven't been down here, it is a great conference. I agree. I agree. Yeah. If you're ever hesitating on joining this one, just hearing the story of the motive, like the, the why behind all the good teaching, get in here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, like I said, it's something. So you got Mike Champo, FDNY, largest fire department in the country. I guarantee you, if you're in that room right now, you're going to take truck tactics, even though you don't have a truck. He's going to give you things that are applicable to accomplish the mission of truck work. He's going to give you, with what you got, you're going to be able to adapt what he gives you to this. You truly are. Um, I don't know if you you caught his book yet. Y'all got a copy of his book yet? No, we haven't. I am an engine guy through and through, right? It is an unbelievable book. His Tower Ladder book is all experience-based stuff that's not in a book, and it's in a book now. I would highly recommend you. I think you can get it on michaelchampo.com. That's, yep, that's it right. is, if, you, if you're a ladder guy and you don't have this book, shame on you. Because he not only explains what to do, he gives you a real-life experience of how he came to that yeah. To that to that subject and how he taught that subject based on this, 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 and this yeah. from real world experience. And that's that's hard to put that into paper, but it's good stuff. Yeah, he was he was just about to come out last year when we were down here. Yeah. We got a yeah. little tidbit. He gave us a little bit of yeah. a little, little nugget. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's I, right. I, and even like I said, even as an engine guy, it all applies to me because I look at our positioning different. Mm-hmm looking at some of the things he wants to accomplish on some of these fires. Right. You know, I've got to give him room to thrive. Sure. Because sometimes that truck's the most important thing there. we got to put the fire out, but maybe he's got to get positioning to be plucking people off, you know, how many balconies are right there. Right, right, right. Right, 10, 12, 14. If I don't give him that scrub zone to get those people, we got problems. Right, right. right. So it, it all goes together. We hack each other all the time. He's a balcony ballerina. I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, But it – the engine, the truck can help us, and we can help the truck. And it all starts with positioning. So that's one of the articles I'm right now for engineering's positioning apparatus. I think we really, really struggle with that. And I think the stretch is set up off positioning. 
I think the truck getting to the roof in a timely manner when needed to be is set up off the engine mm-hmm. if we do it right. But I also think it's very important for that, that initial engine officer to get comfortable enough to guide crews in the way you want them. If you can set those first three companies the way you want them, you're starting down the right path. You know, an example like for me, I have very narrow streets. I got cars on both sides of the street. So if I go to a dwelling fire, I'm a single engine company, you know, 18's on the scene, I got two and a half story dwelling working fire. Hey, engine seven, I need you to come in from the west. Lay in from the west and nose into me. 13 truck, come in from the east, I got you a nice spot out front. If I could set those first three companies the way I want them based on what I see, the rest just falls together. Yeah, you got your foundation right. You, you, absolutely. And when that happens, though, the fire tends to go what direction? Good. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Because yeah. now the, st- the positioning is set up the stretch. The stretch sets up the push. The positioning sets up the search. The ground ladders go up. The vent inner search happens. All of these things can be accomplished because we're in the right spot. Mm-hmm. It all starts there. But I think we look at it too much as an individual thing. It's a system. Right. Right? It's a system. You have to have the system in place if it's going to work. No different than when you learn to put your gear on, right? Did you do it the same way the first two times you did it? No, no way, right? <laughs> you was trying to figure out what? Your system. Yeah. Which way is faster? But yeah. now, for me. do you even think about doing that? Nope. So when you start including positioning into your rundowns and guiding that second engine and that first truck in the way you want them, when that's part of it, that becomes part of your system. And when you can do that, man, it helps you immensely. And things just start clicking because you, you don't have the second engine doesn't pull behind the first engine and put the truck four houses down. Right. Sure. Now I'm carrying ground ladders. Or, or the second engine pulls up right behind the truck and it's a tiller. And all the ladders come out the rear. Stuff like that that you just, when you make those mistakes, they're hard to recover from. You know, it makes it harder for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Man, what a pleasure again. Uh, it's Dave all good, on. man. I, you know, I love doing this with you guys. Like I said, this is one of my favorite conferences, and I hope to see everybody next year. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We hope so, to see you next year. Absolutely. Y'all need anything, reach out. Absolutely. I'll right, do man. it. Thank Thanks, you, Mr. Steve. Appreciate absolutely. it. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Thank man. you. Have a good day. You bet. Yes, take care. Chief, I don't believe we've uh, formally met. I'm Matt Hoffman. I work here in New Hanover County. Hey, nice to meet you, I know you, a lot brother. about you. Uh-oh. Good to see you. Chief, I'm Steve Hunt. Nice to meet you, brother. Yeah, nice it's to nice meet to meet you. you guys. So, Chief Mo Davis from the big city. <laughs> so, who came first, you or Clyde? Well, he's got about three years on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to answer that question the same way? Man. I think he will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be a lot longer answer though. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. We got uh, we, we we talked with Clyde last year uh, down here, and uh, he came moseying down the hall. It was like five thirty, and everybody was gone. And we were just. He said, "I'm gonna run in my room. I'll be back." Like twenty minutes later, he comes bebopping down, and we sat right here in an empty hotel and yeah. chatted it up. He's he's an outstanding guy. It must be something in that Houston water down there. I guess he's a good guy. Yeah, he really is a good guy. So enough about Mr. Clyde. We'll get to him later. Chief, uh, <laughs> just for the folks who might not know who you are, maybe some of our people, I doubt it. Probably most everybody who listens to us probably knows who you are. But give us a little rundown, a little bit of your own bio there. Man, 28 years, always been in Houston. Man, I'm a lucky guy. You know, I came into a busy station, uh, stayed busy my whole career, and uh, promoted up mainly because I want to stay a long time. Sure. I've never thought one day about retiring. 
and I'm still at a busy station. Still love going to work. Um, it's I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, I've heard you say before that you're a 40 year guy. Man, <laughs> I will I will work at least 40 years. Heard that? That's um, <laughs> you know, and, and you know my wife and stuff. They're good. They don't they don't they don't put any pressure on me. But I'm I'll be here 40 years. I love it. I mean. You know, I could go now, and I've never even thought one time about retiring. I never even thought about slowing down. So, I don't know. I still like, you know, the guys at the station are good to me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I still get to ride to Pumper every once in a while. Good. Take a break and give the guy on the truck a break. So, yeah, man, I hope I never stop liking it. Good. Good deal. I hope so, too. That's yeah. a um, that's an interesting thing. You don't hear many people say that, I guess, you know, that you're they're they want to be on it, in it, and on it as long as they're physically able. I'm assuming that'll be what ends up stopping you. Is just you're you can't physically do it. I'm sure your brain will yeah. be in it, and probably until they put you in the ground. But I, yeah, I hope. You know, uh, we were at the we we're at the Joey D a while back, and we we're I got to burn all day. And I was talking to Kevin Yost, and he goes, "How many are you going to do today?" I said, "Man, when well, my body won't let me do it anymore, Heard so that. I just stayed all day." Heard that? It's refreshing. <laughs> I love it, man. How many uh, how many conferences and seminars do you travel and go around and do? Probably every year. I'm sure you don't have an exact number, but you know, just an estimate. Brother, I'm so busy. Um, I probably do. I probably do two a month. Some days three a month. Man, and um, I mean, lucky guy to get to do it. I Absolutely. mean, it's something I love. It's really a lot like work, you know. I just get to go out and have fun. So I'd say, you know, probably maybe, I don't know, 30, 35 a year. Busy man. Yeah, and I love it. I Busy love it. Busy man. Yeah. What's your, um, what's your, your I'm not, I don't want to say niche because you all have something different, but it's all for the common goal. What is your niche on things? Like Steve's a real big engine guy, stretching for success. Uh, Champo's the ladder guy. You know, what's up? Um, yeah. I, my most favorite job in the fire department was a pumper. You know, the okay. engine, I loved it. Um, my body couldn't do it forever, you know. But um, if I had one thing, I said I'd really loved engine work. Now, as a chief, I like being a chief because you can kind of set the set the bar for the district you work in. Sure. And I'm fortunate I work around a bunch of great guys. So, you know, you just set the expectations. They all follow in with them. Everybody bites in on the same. But if I'd say my most favorite, that pumper, man, there's nothing like pulling a line, <laughs> squirting water. Heard that. That's yeah, the most favorite thing going. How long were you doing that before you started moving on up into, uh, you know, the progression? I did it a long time, so I, I didn't promote right away. So then whenever I was an engine captain, I was probably an engine captain probably 10 years before I went on up. And um, – it was one of the busiest pumpers in the city, and we were we were rolling out the door a lot, you know. Jamming, yeah. And so uh, a lot of people's like they asked me, you know, over the years, why do you still stay here? It was like, man, we go to work every day, you know. And we had we had a good crew, so yeah, I was a captain for a pretty good while. I, I didn't stay a senior captain that long. I was a senior captain, I think maybe three years in the Houston Fire Department. We go firefighter, chauffeur, captain, senior captain, and then we go to chief. So, but I think my um, Senior count was like three years, so what that? Talk me through this transition from captain into the chief's role. What was that? What was it like? Was it a dramatic mind shift and outlook shift? It really was, you know, because when you're on the pumper, you're one of the guys. That's right. You know, you got yeah. the chief, and you you're one of the guys. And so then I had to when really you're the chief. Re- you're the guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. You're like. 
is, this may sound silly and this may sound conceited or something, but you'll, you'll be sitting there thinking, man, you know, they should be doing this right now. Right. But, um, but when I was on the pumper, you know, I just, I just ran wild. Right. And so now as a chief, I have to be, I guess, a little bit more responsible. But, uh, but yeah, it was a big leap. And it was a big leap not to put your hands on it. Right. And so um, I still, you know, when I'm a division guy, I'll find a way to give a guy a break. You know, I'll, I'll hump some slack for him or, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if he's real tired, I might squirt a little water for him. But sure. Yeah, just be one of the guys. Sure. What about the, uh, the mindset shift of learning to, I guess, manage things on a bigger scale and <clears throat> where people are needed and uh, some of your – uh, talks that you've had in the past, you know, you love to dog the safety officer guy, which oh, I love. That's I like one of my that's that's my favorite thing about you. It's, <laughs> so, it's like he talks so much shit about the safety guy. I love it. I do, I do. So I came from a guy, uh, Fred Hooker was his name, as my chief, and he taught us to be simple firemen. We don't do anything fancy. We don't do acronyms. We don't we don't catch into the newest trend. We kept it simple. We searched for people, we vented, and we put the fire out. So then what you were seeing now, um, when I rag on the safety officers, uh, I'd, I'd whole lot rather to train a guy in our district. We have a fire-based EMS. So if i got a chauffeur on an ambulance that trains with me every day, works with me every day, I'm going to listen to him more than somebody from across town. Sure. Right? And so, uh, yeah, and safety officers, they get in your way. Just cut the fire. Put that yellow tape up, and you can go back. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a. I listen to a, a guy that works with us. That's because you know, if you told me, "Hey, man, this is sagging in the back. We need to pull out." And I train with you every day. What? Well, I agree with you. Right. But then, if I don't know you and you don't know the capabilities of the guys, so that's where it comes from. Yeah, we're literally five seconds from putting this fire out. I'm not worried yeah. about a little roosag right exactly. this second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got I, I got this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or somebody, some, you know, somebody's uh, bell's going off. They're almost out of air. Well, they're in a one-story house. They can step out. Right. So just, you know, so Fred Hooker and Mike Phillips were big influences on me. And um, I kind of do things just like they did, simple, to the point, nothing fancy. Sure. Where you got to get dirty every now and then. Where do you think that mindset came from, from the safety aspect side of things, where we're, you know, to me it seems like we're overcomplicating things. You said you're, like, simple and stuff like that. It's, it's almost like we're safety things to death. Yeah. Or trying to, I should say. Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's bad as this sounds, we started letting everybody into our business. Man, we're unique people. Absolutely. And when we opened it up to everybody and we lowered our standards – then all of a sudden, people who really didn't want to be us or really didn't want to be firemen, they started making it safe. But then they started promoting and got ahead of us, and then they started pushing us against the wall. And I'll be honest, I think we're taking it back. You take conferences like this, right? I think we're taking it back. But I think when we let everybody in our profession, we lowered the standards for everybody, that's when we started getting killed. And it's it, it, it's sad, you know. It's um, but I think we're coming back, and I think uh, we're pushing them guys away. And um, I don't know. I think we're all right. Yeah, it takes a special type of person to know that they are like not liked and still want to function in that environment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it like I said, it takes us some some crazy screws loose it for somebody to be like, none of these people like me, yet yeah. I want to stay here. That's right. You know. So yeah, I like the yeah. idea of of kind of pushing those people out. And I think you're right. Uh, we're down here in the Hanover. We're 
we're kind of slow behind like big metro stuff and all that. We're you know we get to the party a little bit late, yeah. uh, if you could say. So, but yeah, we have we've had that influx here yeah. of people. It's like, man, when I started here 16 years ago, it, it's not like this. We were like, all right, let's buckle up. Yeah, that's right. Let's buckle up and get it. You know, so it's um it's been an interesting journey to you know sit here for the podcast and listen to folks talk about it and. The ways it's gone, we've heard the arguments from the safety side of things. We yeah. listen and have conversations with folks yeah. like you and all the people at the conferences that are super offensive and super aggressive. Uh, so it's 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 great. What's uh? How many years have you been coming to this conference? Is this your? Well, I had to miss last year because of the family emergency. It's my first time, and I've loved it. First timer. We were talking earlier about getting a first timer yeah. on here. It's to be sure it's just Mr. Mo. Nice. It's me. You know, you. Um, and I was in Goldsboro last week. Everybody I've met here is in the whole state has got the same minds. You know, we don't want to get anybody hurt. Right. We don't want to get anybody hurt. But I think we can be very, very aggressive if we build in safety features. If you put a backup line in place or you got a plan B, we can be aggressive. And then I found that when I was in Goldsboro the other day and talking to guys here, I probably talked to you know 200 people here, sure. 150 people here. Everybody gets it. Right. And that's what I like. And um, yeah, we uh, we're do- I think we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing I'd agree. Okay. I'd agree. It's refreshing to, to feel that uh, shared feeling that it, there's a move, there's a turn coming back to. I, I think there is. I think there is. And you know, um, some guys get real fancy, you know. And and I tell you, these guys are smarter than I ever was. You know, these some of these young guys, they know. I don't, I don't know the inside diameter hose, and I don't know this. Man, I just knew that's what the city bought me. Mm-hmm. That's what I squirted water with. But I think tactics always wins, and I think tactics starts with a big old heart. Right. And I think firemen in general are good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think people have to tell us to be good people. And I think that heart, and then, you know, we're all type A. Most of our athletes. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't want to lose. Yeah. And I think, I think we're going to start seeing some of that more. Well, I'm excited for it. Me too, brother. Me yeah. too. And super excited you got to come uh, share yeah. some time down here with us. I appreciate First it, guys. conference. Chief Griffin does okay. It's an okay conference. I mean, I yeah. put it somewhere in the top 50 that I've ever been to. Yeah. If he lets me come back next year, he'll move up. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, Chief, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Hey, Thank you so much for your time. It's nice to meet you, brother. Yes, sir. Be safe. Thank, Thank you for you. letting me do this. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, brother. It's nice to meet you. Goldsboro, huh? Yeah. Hey, That's yeah. Um, about 15 minutes from where I live. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I work here in New Hanover, uh, yeah. but I live in Duplin County. Which okay. Is right, I live in Mount Olive. Or just oh, outside yeah. of Mount Olive. Yeah, there's some right guys there. there. Yeah. So, so they call me the next day, and I don't mean this bragging in That's any fine. way, but it's just they call me the next day and go, man, Mo, we had this chief that, that we didn't think was buying into the program. He said he had a chief's meeting this morning, and he said we're going to start putting a backup line in, and we're going to start doing more ventilation. So he's going to add. An, I think I got to take. Said we're going to put another pumper on this. He said just from what you said, and 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 I told him, I said, hey man, uh, that that's how we're winning. Yeah. If, if we win one at a time, uh, I probably deleted it, but uh, no, there it is. So we know nice. I'm not lying to you. So, you know, you just go somewhere, and then somebody hears hears some little something. And uh, that's awesome. so, yeah, that's so that's that's a pretty yeah. nice, you know. It's very cool. And um, I like the idea idea that tactics win. Like yeah. that. When you said that, I was like, he's right. Yeah, yeah. it really is. At the end of the so, day, that's, mm-hmm. that's all we got. And the brotherhood. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what anybody says, man. You gotta love each other. Yeah. And I don't care where you work, how big, how small. 
if you love each other, we're going to win. Mm-hmm. And we are, I mean, I don't want to say 10,000 people, but we just got to kick those cowards out. And, and you can do it. You don't yeah. need to. There's yeah, no, 10,000 people heard you say that phrase before. Yeah. I, I, go, I, go, I go downtown every once in a while, yeah. but anyway, what can you do? No, that's good, man. Yeah. I, I agree. I told the chief one time, so, man, you can't eat me and you can't change my birthday. So yeah. there you go. Anyway. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, I appreciate it, yes, man. Sir. Yeah, Y'all yeah, going to be around all day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll come up with another story. That's go. good. Yeah. Hey, thank, thank you. Thank that chair, you. If, that, if that chair is empty and you want to sit in it, come sit I, down. That's right. Hey, I'll probably get both of y'all fired. Uh-huh. <laughs> if we hadn't done that already. Yeah. 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 yeah we're the misplaced snowflakes in our department. Uh-huh. Uh, so y'all need to get, uh, y'all know who Taylor Tien, Tienz is? Yeah. Yeah. So you need to get him. Let me see if I got a picture of it. If not, I got it upstairs. It says, um. We just did our whole department as well. We just something, complete something change. Degenerate. What was it? Uh, no. Steve, you remember that? What's that? That guy making them, them, them tents for me and Clyde sent to us, what they say? I got it upstairs. It's a good one, but it's like like something defiant, like chronic defiant or something like that. Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's probably going to get us a little trouble. Yeah, right. You're just making it up. Yeah. That's a trigger word. back and forth every day? We wear 24s, so it's nice. 10, 11 times. I enjoy it, man. It took me a long time. It took it took two kids and getting further in life to really appreciate that yeah. commute back home. That oh, yeah. Time to change hats. And yep. It took a little while, but once I got it, I, I take full advantage of it. I don't even listen. I'm a huge podcast junkie. That's yeah, all too, I ever play. But on my way home in the morning, I don't even listen to podcasts anymore. It's just yeah. silence Relax. and the highway. That's it. So I live about three and a half hours away. And okay. I live way out in the country, and so I get it. Like you say, man, I debrief, man, I get everything out, and then I'm I'm with my family. That's right. And um, we don't even we don't. You lie, but you can ask guys who try to call me. I have no phone service where I live. We're just now getting cable, and my wife is so excited. She goes, man, you know we're gonna get to watch real TV now. <laughs> and so so it takes me forever. To get Welcome home. to 2023. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little slow, but we're catching up. <laughs> But, uh, but that's what I do. I drive, you know, and I run my errands on my way home. I buy my feed for my animals, and I go to the grocery store with my wife and I because we live. Cross the grocery store is probably 25 minutes away from us. Right. But by the time I get home, man, I'm a different guy. I'm relaxed. How far is uh, where uh, the Jesus go? He went to Round Rock? Oh, yeah. yeah. Round, Rock. Round Rock? Yeah, that's probably about... Three hours for me. He left. Hours. He left here. Great guy. Left here and went there. Hey, that's a good department. He was. He was he's a good dude. Yeah. yeah. He's, that's a, he, he went to a good place. They make good money too. That's good. And I think they're busy. Yeah. It's kind of just like like northeast of Austin a little okay. bit. And uh, now uh, Austin's a little bit more laid back. You know, like right. like you can't you can't go in to achieve its own scene and stuff like that. But what? those guys are going to work That's a thing. Hi, that's so weird. That's like, a it, it is. Hey, you know they brought the Phoenix guys in? The Phoenix guys went there. They went to San Antonio. Like, like we cut a lot of holes. San Antonio, you can cut a hole. They, they will bump you off if you cut a hole. We all probably read my – did y'all read my uh, comment on Facebook before they took me off Facebook about <laughs> you can't cut a hole, you get it out, but you need sushi off a girl's belly and not get in trouble? Yeah. Well, what happened was the fire chief – got caught at a sushi bar eating sushi off a girl's belly, but he bumped some guys off for cutting a hole. Yeah, come on. And I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. I see the violation, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> some sushi off the belly. That's a great what comment. Do you, mean you have it? Yeah. Ever done that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It doesn't feel like we're that strong in numbers, but we're, I guess we're the problem a lot of it uh, has to do with such the big volunteer base. North Carolina, we're still. 88% volunteer. Are you? Oh, yeah. Through the state. Do what now? 70s now? Yeah. Uh, our department is, we still fall under a combination volunteer, but we don't have any don't have active. Any yeah. Because, yeah. so you know, that's where I got my first love of it. I was a kid, and uh, my grandpa was a part of it. They called it civil defense. They didn't call it volunteer back then. Civil defense. And they were out dragging a lake for a body. And my mama, we took some food out there to them. And I can remember thinking just like yesterday, and I was just a little boy, I was like, man, that's the coolest thing. They got uniforms. So then I rodeoed, I played football and baseball. So when I wasn't doing sports, I was sitting at the civil defense office. They never had runs. By God, I was there every day just in case, yeah. you know, that I was As I got older, I was like, oh, don't get fired. So, that's awesome. That Goldsboro area you were at, that's all surrounded by uh, volunteers. Really? Yeah. There's not, see, there's a few few houses, little volunteer houses that have like three part-time paid people every yeah. now and again. Yeah. Uh, but 24-hour full-time staff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I admire people. I admire people that takes that much time out of their life. Right. It's tough. Yeah. I never, I never volunteered ever a day in my life. I started out in the paid department. I've been here yeah. since. My wife, she grew up around volunteers. Yeah. All her family, all the men in the family were yeah. a little community fire department, Oak yeah. fire department. That's where I grew up. Yeah. And awesome. he, um, yep. and that, that she, she had the hardest time understanding my world. And then, you know, and I came in and you're like, oh, you're a professional fireman. Think of what asset you could be to this little uh, volunteer department. I'm like. I don't want to fight fire when I'm not at work. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. want to do that. No, man, I, I stayed away from it for a long time, but I'm yeah. back in it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. You smell it. So you can't yeah. get away yeah. from it. <laughs> you be driving down the road. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I promise you, you take all five of us. If we saw smoke across the street, we're gone. We're jamming yeah. up the door to get out of here. That's yeah. right. <laughs> hey, somebody's going to grab a hose to help we're not going to do you ain't telling nobody that. No. Yeah. Best yeah. I know, all them fire trucks sitting in the parking lot ain't got no keys. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And I promise some of us can figure out how to put in pump gear. Yeah. I guarantee you. But I'm not driving that big one. Oh, you see that big one? Big one. Wheelbase? Which truck? Is it a truck? I guess it's not a big one. No, it's not a big one. I ain't never set up this big. That's crazy, but it was a crossbow. Where's it from? Yeah. Was it red? Yeah, it's red and black. They had so bad so black yet or something. Huh. Red, red and black. Yeah. Yeah. That is. It does. How about that? I got to be a little drunk. Yeah. Man, I said somebody's going to be buying a lot of ice cream. Yeah. That pump bell is big. Oh, that thing is huge. Yeah, it was. And then it said, did they say they had a thousand or seven fifty gallon style? I bet it's a thousand. Yeah, ours all have a thousand. Y'all do. Yeah, we have one twelve fifty. Yeah, and that's normal around here. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm a truck guy, and my truck has 300 gallons on it. Yeah. They don't believe they don't believe in spending money on it if it doesn't carry some sort of water. Two water cans is not enough. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's uh, my part-time job. We got a thousand gallons. There's only two of us, and we teach the police department how to catch a plug for us. And so they help us, and then we we pay the favor back. Like if they're lying or wrestling with somebody, we'll go help them because they don't have anybody either. Right. So uh, works out pretty good. Yeah. We finally got them where they don't break our windows. Because used to, they didn't run around breaking windows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Open the door, say, anybody yeah. home? Yeah. The door opening. Steve, Steve. Were you a 2X and then this shirt? Yeah. You got new ones. 2X, yes, please. You guys going to go eat lunch here in a little while? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm going to eat something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starving. It's up to y'all, bro. I know Dave was talking about going to the hoplite, that Irish joint. Okay. Or, uh, we don't get to see him as much as we used to, so we'll probably go with him. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'll eat anything, brother. Yeah, yeah, but no. Hey, from Texas, God dang it, I'll eat anything. <laughs> yeah, I'll eat it. I tried to be tough this morning. Thank you, I appreciate it. I tried to be tough this morning. I said, I ate too many hot dogs last night. I like slaw dogs. Yeah. And so I'm like, I need to get a bunch of slaw dogs. And then when I went to bed, it felt like it was right here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if it's a slaw or the hot dog that got me. Now we're locking the doors if we see smoke. That's we're right. going. <laughs> we're going. Yeah. We're barricaded. That's, so That's, yeah. That's it. We're keeping amongst ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, right back. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we just got back from lunch. So. Telling Champo to take his time. Yeah. Take his time. What's up? Oh. Yes, yes, sir. Exactly. Yes, sir. Take your time, nice. sir. Take your time. Thanks, Chaput. Take your time. No, I'll tell that old man to rush. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric Wheaton, right? Isn't that correct? Yep. Yep. Good. I'm Matt Hoffman. Nice yeah. to meet you, yeah, sir. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Heard lots about you, but I don't know much about you. All right. So, I feel kind of... Uh, Ashamed of myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> I like to do my homework on the folks that we talk to, yeah, okay. just so I have some sort of idea. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know much about you, brother. But yeah. you're here at the first two conferences. Is your first time here? Yep, first time. First okay. time. Okay, we're smoking hot. I don't know if that's uh, something on my end that I can change for us. Let me see. There we go. Yeah, you cooled off my headset. Son that was good. Bro, Thank you. My yeah, ears yeah. were going to explode. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, but you're here at the first two conferences. Your first year being here, and the fact that you're here and we're invited by Alan already tells me a lot about you. Already, we oh, think yeah. highly of him. This conference is probably one of the best in the country. Definitely the best in this state. So you got a uh, yeah. quite the introduction already. Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying it. I'm a Florida boy, so any any time I get a, a fire event on the beach, I'm down. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. Is that where you're on the job? Is down in Florida? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, uh, we're for City Winter Park. Uh, we border our north end of downtown Orlando. Um, small city, uh, nine square miles, th three firehouses, uh, three engine companies, and one truck company, and a chief. So, okay. Yeah, small city, but being being you know basically the uh, you know the the neighbor to downtown Orlando, we're very very densely populated, um, which is why we got the three firehouses and, and the nine square miles. That it, does seem. That seems wild, yeah, nine yeah. square mile. Yeah, but yeah, with with uh, plans to build a fourth station here, with you know very little annexation happening, very little growth from 
it's just the just the sheer volume of people you know coming in and out of that that part of the state you know busiest busiest uh tourist industry uh tourist part of the state you know is central florida so do y'all run a lot with uh orlando yeah we're right at that size where we you know we pretty much handle most most of our runs um without outside influence um you know in, in florida we have automatic aid it's not uh not technically mutual aid it's automatic aid right um so if if it's in the south side of our city or city of orlando will come in and then we're basically surrounded all other sides by uh, orange county which is the third largest department in the state yeah okay i got you yeah Yep, yep. I uh, born and raised in Florida. Um, I, I live at the coast, uh, so I'm about 50 minutes from work. Um, basically, Cocoa Beach. I live on Merritt Island, so that's uh, where NASA is. Right. You know, where they shoot the shoot the the rockets off. So I get to watch that from the house. That's cool. Um, I always just have to keep up online and then go run outside and try to catch it. You're like, you just hear it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. yeah. No, it, it it rumbles the house. It'll wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night for sure. I bet. Sure. I bet. How um how long have you been there? Um, I, uh, at the fire department. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I've, I've been on the job. I'm coming in my 17th year now. Uh, first, first fire department I got on with. So, uh, which is kind of rare for, for us. We tend to hire people, um, uh, from outside agencies. Sure. Uh, we have a very high retention rate. I think the last person to leave us what for another fire department was actually 17 years ago. Wow. Cause that created one of the spots that I got hired on, which went to city of Orlando. Um, you know, we're, we're one of those destination spots in, in Florida, you sure. know, basically if you want to work in central Florida, you tend to want to work for city of Orlando or city of Warner park. And you basically, your decision is going to be, do I want to work for a big city or a small city? Right. Um, so great training culture, um, great aggressive, uh, culture, the, uh, our apparatus, our equipment, um, are just always top of the line. Um, and, and just great overall culture and, and, and morale in the, in the department. So that sounds cool. And the retention shows that, right? So no yeah. kidding. Sounds that's like a big city vibes with a small town culture. It, that's exactly yeah. what we say. So, uh, you know, uh, small, small city, with big city heart. Yeah. Jersey. That's that we, cool, man. like to say, yeah, that's cool. And you presented yesterday at the conference, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, I did a, a water, uh, a water can, uh, lecture, uh, title can confidence sure um actually started uh, as a hot program i want to say 10 or 11 years ago at the orlando fire conference the first time it was presented it actually took me many many years to even do a lecture a non-fire version of that program um and and in 2019 was the first time that uh you know i presented a, a lecture series just because the hands-on part of it and specifically the the live fire aspect of it was so important to me sure um but yeah it's been working out i you know i tweak it every once in a while but yeah presented uh yesterday uh today we got the truck roundtable talk and then hands-on uh tomorrow at the vacant there we'll be doing um some more water can stuff uh, as well as going a little deeper dive in the in the primary search all the cool shit that we carry on fire trucks why the water can why did you pick that yeah yeah no that, that's actually an interesting story so um Again, just the culture of our fire department, um, the the small city, big city heart, right? So, we were one of those uh, urban suburban departments that uh, was really mimicking a big city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a dedicated truck company that's at a dual house and and you know, riding assignments, seat assignments, and just one of those assignments is as a firefighter assigned to a, a ladder truck in our city is is you're going to carry the irons in a water can okay um i didn't you know at that time i wasn't going to conferences and frankly then they weren't that popular right, right. so it wasn't too easy to go right. to and so i didn't really know outside my city um what what the uh what fire departments were really like 
And uh, I had a friend that was leaving a smaller city to go to the city of Orlando. Um, we mimic, you know, very similar to city of Orlando. And he's like, hey, what do you guys carry as an inside truck firefighter? What do you guys carry on a fire? And, I, you know, irons, can, and blah, blah. He's like, on a working fire, you carry a can? And I'm like, yeah, man, that's, don't you do? That's, uh, that's what everybody does, right? And he's like, no, that's for, like, <laughs> investigations on, on, like, fire alarms or rubbish fires. And so I start, started talking to him. Um, and, and give him a little more detail. And around that time, uh, the, the guys that run uh, or the Orlando Fire Conference, um, we, were, we were attending a class together in the, at the State Fire College. And he was looking for a new program. And he actually mentioned, he's like, hey, what about a water can? And I can't remember if he just knew because Winter Park, you know, was, would, that was part of our riding assignments and things. Or he just randomly said the water can and uh, you know, it kind of mirrored up with the conversation I had with my buddy. And I was like, hey, I'll. I'll do a program for you. And he's like, okay, cool. You're in. What are you going to call us? And I, I can confidence. You know, I just think about building confidence in that tool. Right. Um, and that that's honestly where it started. And like three months later, you know, we, um, me and my best friend basically developed the, the hands-on part of it. And it's grown. I mean, it was like a two, two and a half hour hands-on class. And now it's up to like eight hours, <laughs> you know. Would you say generally that's probably the misconception of the actual abilities of the can? We got a mutual friend who's who works in FDNY. Uh, you know, started here. I actually, him and Steve uh, were in the same rookie academy oh, wow. uh, here in Hanover County, and you know, we hear uh, that's a position for them up there is yeah. irons and can, and it seems like in the rural setting and you know down here in the in our part of the world, it's just a very looked over piece of equipment. You know, just me joking around with you talking about why the can. You yeah. know, that just tells you right there. Why? What is? What do you believe is the misconception with that? What happened that we don't use that? particular piece of equipment the way we have the ability it's fantastic you can do yeah. a lot of shit with two and a half gallons of water yeah so my, my take on this and i've traveled the country with the program so i've heard all kind of excuses and, and and reasons why or why not and honestly i think it comes down to you know the fdny they popularized the can man position right? right like i think we can all agree that actually i've really tried to figure out the history behind that i, I want to know the first company that started that and sure. all that and you know i've gotten down a few rabbit holes but a few dead ends uh, you know my connections in, in the city there but um you know, like a lot of things that come out of FDNY and 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 smaller cities basically look at that and like, hey, that's FDNY, that's that's you know six, six person rigs. We don't have that. We don't have that staffing, and and ultimately we, as in you know suburban fire you know, suburban firefighters, feel like we're task saturated and not a lot of people to to disperse that that the, the task that we need right. um, to, to to complete there, and. Um, but really, if you think about it, it takes one person to operate that tool. Mm -hmm. So if I had, if I show up with a two-man engine company, and you know, you got your driver could be stretching a line, and that that second uh, uh, firefighter, maybe an officer or whatnot, can can take that can, go in quickly for a quick knockback on on the fire while that that driver's getting that line stretched. Um, you know, it, it, it's great for departments who are a little weary of letting their people search uh, without the protection of a hose line. Right mm -hmm. now, we're giving two and a half gallons of water. You know, you attend one of our classes, we can really show you how much fire that can hold back to, to protect that search team, uh, especially if you're searching without the hose line or in front of the hose line, things like that. So um, I think there's just a disconnect there because, again, we're so task saturated. We need to accomplish a lot of things. We, most of the American Fire Service doesn't have a, a lot of staffing. To, to carry extra equipment and things like that. And and that's a big drive for me to get out here and show these, especially to suburban apartments, because, you know, uh, I work for a little city. Now, you know, you could argue we're pretty well staffed for, for what we have, but, you know, you know it's still something that, uh, you know, not an urban city, not locked to an urban city. Um, 
yeah, so conference like this helped me kind of get out there and show the, the power of that can. How long have you been going around teaching this? Um, well, t- yeah, t- about 10, 11 years ago was the first time we we did the uh, did the program. Yeah, so, so this isn't new. Just over a yeah. decade, yeah. Yeah, so it isn't new. No. Yeah, yeah no. That's you know, cool, man. Yeah, and I've obviously picked up a lot of things along the way, um, a lot of mentors of mine, and, and just, just develop, redeveloping the program every so often to, you know, because, again, I, I, you know, I spoke in front of 200 people, right? So, you know, they're hearing one version of, of, of my opinions and my experiences and training and things I've, I've been passed down to, but I get to hear 200 of them when we're out, uh, out of the bars or rapping with you guys here on this podcast. So, you know, I like to, I like to learn all that stuff and I, you know, Oh shit, that gives me a good idea for, you know, another, another part of the program and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan's writing position was, uh, the hook in the can. Yeah. Uh, he was going to kill me if I didn't correct you on that one. Uh, but he said the assignment was basically they got six on the rig, so they would find the fire room and then the can man would stay there, keep it in check and then let the other search with the confidence that he's going to hold it back in time. So it's a, a, a great assignment, fun assignment, yep. and very useful. Like you said, if you know how to use the can, then you can yeah. buy a lot of time. Yeah, I, I see I see plenty of times that the rescue guys here get off and they do a search, and they're, I mean, they're top-notch when it comes to going through and performing those tasks in order to get that primary search done. But rarely do I catch them with a can. That's uh, that's pretty interesting yeah i mean you say there's a lot of components too there's a lot of layers we you know we pull you know pull back and talk about but you know getting in there especially ahead of the uh, hose line you know stopping that forward progression of fire putting quick water between fire and potential victims you know leaving somebody there planted as a safety um while the other uh, member or members if you're a little more well staffed you know kind of break away from that general area and and search those immediate areas and we could still stay in within some sort of voice contact or or sight line of sight with that that can firefighter um but yeah it's done wonders And, and the great thing is too is one of the things that we try to hit home in the program is you know we moved in quickly we found the fire we typically you know search from from that point on but you know me as the 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 officer i would like to i I like to radio straight to the engine company where your fire is located that way they can come in they 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 know exactly you know what direction inside from the front door they need to go and it makes a stretch a lot easier and and gets them um, to put real water on the fire uh, much faster sure absolutely absolutely well, I sure hope that you uh, continue to keep coming back over yeah. and over again. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. So. Absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, it's not Florida here in <laughs> southeastern North Carolina, but it's as close as we yeah. got. Yeah. No, the weather's, <laughs> weather's been nice, so I, I've been enjoying it. I got you. I got you. Uh, are you, is your content or your programs or anything available on the internet? Somebody messed around and made some good YouTube videos of you teaching can stuff yeah. or yeah. So, um, is there uh, a company? Or? Yeah. So, uh, ventinnersearch.com okay. um, is, uh, is my website. So if you go there, um, you know, the 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 addition of social media and things basically you know we we stopped posting a lot of new content on the website it's been around for a long time it's um arguably probably the longest running firefighter blog type website i'm very familiar major, with that yeah. i didn't i had no idea that it was that was your yeah, website so it, 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 i, 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 like I was idiot. not the one that started it my my training chief at the time was the one who started with an, an orlando guy in 2005 sure. so it's been around since 2005 i i came on with those guys in 2012 and then took 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 the uh, website over uh, uh, officially by myself in 2017. 
Um, and then uh, just before that, you know, obviously is when we started the, the hands-on program through it. But anyways, you know, you go there. There's plenty of content there, yeah. you know, um, since 2005. The, you're not going to find much new stuff anymore because, again, social media, people people want a quick, uh, you know, quick tips yeah. and quick things like that. And this is more of a long-form style. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's archived there. You search for the content. Uh, my contact's on there as well um, or social media, um, you know, if you just search Eric Wheaton. On Instagram or Facebook or Vin or search, you'll uh, you'll find us and find some content to, uh, you know, maybe do a little uh, kitchen table style yeah. training at the firehouse, you know. So Absolutely. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for yeah. spending some time with us. Yeah, no, no yeah. problem. I enjoy Thanks it. Thanks for take bringing care. that class here. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah awesome. no doubt. Glad you nice guys enjoyed you. it. Thank you. All right, brother. Take All care. Right. Take care. Appreciate that, dude. Yeah, yeah I, um, I'm familiar with every single thing that you just said, and I feel like a total <laughs> retard yeah. for never being able to have a name associated with all this yeah, right. stuff. That's yeah, wild. No yeah, I've been on Vent Inner Search a billion times, mm-hmm. billion yeah. times. Yeah, that that's uh, that that's came so out of Winter, Winter Park in Orlando. So. Man, that's so um, cool. Yeah, we just did a live burn uh, Sunday, and we stretched a company in with a line, but I had a can in there just to keep it in check while I was waiting. And he hit it back, and we shut it down and let it grow back to us, and then I switched out with him and mm-hmm. gave him the can. He loved it, and yeah. it was like a perfect real-world setup to be able to understand. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's who you've done it. you need to record and send to him. Absolutely. I'm sure he would appreciate the, the, that video. The live fire stuff is, uh, really makes that, that, that program yeah. anytime you do it. Or, yeah, hell, even, I tell guys, even if you go into a flash over simulator, flash right. over trailer, and ask the guys running the trailer, hey, you mind if we bring a cannon and just see what a few hits uh, on the sandwing will do with the with just two and a half gallons of water? Because a lot of you know some things we'll talk in the program is like you know for our protection too, right? Protecting life, protecting property, but yeah. also for us that are searching away from protection of a hose line. If we get in a pinch, you know, just as you would a nozzle, straight up to ceiling, wide open, back yourself in a room of refuge, close the door, and you know, you know call call that mayday or call that help or break out the window and, and bail out yourself. But right, so. Right. Cool. Awesome, bro. Thank you so All much. Right. Yeah. yeah, no problem, guys. Yeah. Nice Thanks, meeting you. Really nice yeah. meeting you. Yeah. 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 We'll be in touch. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Swing back by after that call. <laughs> Do I need to put this down? No, you're good. He'll yeah. he'll get he'll find you. Yeah, there's a... Uh, the man behind the machine, he'll find you. Yep. It's neat. Uh, these two are slightly different than this one, but this one has this ball of efficiency around it. He, he just pulls your voice right in. <laughs> So, JJ, I don't know if we have officially met. I know you. I had a camera in your face a lot last year when you were doing the hot class. I was down there shooting the promo video that you see. Okay. So I was in your face a lot, you know, moving around. You're probably like, who's this weirdo like, <laughs> running around with a camera? No, nah, but that was – and I see you're hanging around Champo and them and stuff a lot. I know you guys teach a lot together and stuff like that. What's your full name? JJ? JJ Cassetta. JJ Cassetta. And yes, Orlando. City of Orlando, yep. City of Orlando. Sweet, 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 sweet. How many years have you been coming here? This is my second year here. Second. Yep. What do you think about it? It's awesome. It's a great place to be. I sent my wife a picture from my fifth floor balcony this morning of the sunrise. I probably shouldn't have done that. But, uh, <laughs> She's mad. I was like, not a bad view. Yeah, <laughs> not know? bad at all. Yeah. How often do you travel around and teach? You know, it varies. I try not to do too much. I have two small kids at home, and my wife just got a full-time job a few months ago. And uh, so... You know, family's obviously very important, but uh, probably like five or six times a year. Okay. You know, uh, I do bring them a couple times when we go to uh, Pensacola Beach um, to some of Kurt's conferences up there in uh, the Panhandle. Family vacation, it's great. Uh, like in August, Mike brings his wife and kids too, and we okay. just have like a it's like a vacation. Man, Eric brings his wife and kids sometimes. 
and uh, they love it, man. Yeah. It's right on the beach. A vacation they, that uh, shares wealth of knowledge with others in the area. Yes. That's yes. Nice of you. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, so what is it that you focus on when you teach? Do you travel with Eric mostly? Um, I, I do travel with Eric some and Mike a lot. Mike's been a big uh, friend, good, great friend of mine and a mentor for many years. Um, we hooked up at FDIC a little over like 23 years ago or so. And uh, I've been teaching truck stuff mostly. Um, got in with his group when we did the, the ground ladders class and uh, turned it into truck essentials. So mostly truck stuff, search, force blendry, BES. Sure. Sure. Uh, I've done a couple aerial classes with Eric as well, so I bet that ground ladders <laughs> class is good. It was a we when we had it dialed in as a four-hour class, man, and we did the the rescue station um, was the big eye opener for people. You know, I teach at the fire academy as well, and you know the basics of you know bringing an unconscious or a conscious victim down a ladder. That that's that's you know Book that's bullshit. the textbook yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know when you, when you get to a window and somebody's dropping a baby at you and then they come out with one more or somebody you know disappears on on a window and they reappear somebody somewhere else or you know there's three people at the top of the ladder coming down or somebody's getting aggressive on the ladder you know how do we handle those situations and having that game plan ahead of time so that that was everyone always really like wow I never really thought of that you know right. it's a big yeah. eye opener for people so it's a great it's always been a great class and we have some uh, guys that are pretty good actors and yeah. uh, can create a little bit of chaos at the top of the ladder and uh, that's always always a bit of fun too yeah I teach um, water rescue is kind of my world uh, that I live in I'm a truck guy but I, I love the water okay. that's, that's my thing and good actors when it comes to victims man it changes the dynamic so much and it's it's awesome. I, I will have, say, you know, times have changed, obviously, but about, I don't know, 15 or so years ago, we had we would go to the dollar store, headed to the the site when we went out there to set up in Indianapolis, and guys got costumes and masks we had, <laughs> you know, coming out in, the, you know, bathrobes and, yeah. uh, you know, just different face masks and different accents. And so you can imagine, you know, Yeah, the, the that sounds stories. incredible. Never, never surprised we didn't get an EEO complaint of some sort at some point but you know anyways good old days no doubt no it's doubt. still it's still great though yeah. we still have a great time you can still yeah. you know anytime you can fun. inject humor into a good training scenario yeah yeah and I you know if you listen to Mike talk he's always throwing jokes out mm-hmm. giving everybody a nickname or doing this that he, he's he's a character himself so yeah, I was telling these boys before I was I said if, if, if you haven't had the chance go in there and slip in there I watched him last year uh, do his presentation, and I slipped in there again watching him do his presentation this year. I'm like, that dude's got to eat a burger before and a burger after, because <laughs> he is on Burning it calories. the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Like he is on us. He's got his spiel down, no doubt about it. I've heard a lot of his jokes probably a thousand <laughs> times, but they're still yeah. funny. You know, and some of the stories changed a little bit over time, and he's like, oh, I remember that time we did, the, you know, and they're all true. Yeah. Can't make them up, so <laughs> right. that's good. How long have you been with Orlando? I've been there 20 years. 20 years? So this, uh, coming up 20 years, and I just was uh, thinking about it because May is uh, the anniversary when I started in the fire department, uh, so it'll be 27 years this year. I worked for the city of Cincinnati for about five years prior oh. to going to Orlando, and then I worked for a small suburban department in Orlando area prior to that. So Orlando's kind of my home. Uh, I was actually born and raised in Houston, Texas, moved over there about 12 years old uh, with my family to Florida. Went to college up at uh, Eastern Kentucky University, which was about 100 miles from the city of Cincinnati. And that's how I ended up taking the test there, right. got on the job there. Yeah. And uh, my best friend convinced me to come back home to Orlando. So I did. 20 years later, here I am. 
You gonna oh, be yeah. a Mo Davis style and do forty or no? <laughs> He's smart like I, the rest of us. We're I not got, all psychos like Mo. Well, just the way our pension works, I got ten max left. So, okay. Yeah, I got but, you. Uh, I'd, I'd love to be done in, in eight. Heard that? If I can manage that, my like I said, my kids are only five and seven right now. So if ah. I retire in eight years, they'll still be teenagers. So I'll yeah. have to do something else. Right. Anymore. I don't want to. Never wanted to be one of those guys that retire and then went right back to work. You know? Sure. But, yeah. You know, Mine are nine and five, so yeah. I, yeah, I understand that. Um, yeah. I enjoyed life for 40 years before I had kids. I still enjoy life. I love my kids to death, don't get me wrong. It's the best thing that ever happened to sure. me. But being able to be a little bit older and have kids and, and you know have that balance is very good. I being bet. Financially stable, you know, in yeah. a career, all that kind of stuff. I think it just, my, hopefully my kids will be better for that. I'm sure they will. I'm yeah. sure they will. So. I got a good father figure, so it'll be all right. It'll be all right. That's why I try not to be gone too much. I understand. Dad, when are you coming home, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. If you do, if you do eight more years, that'll put them on up in age where they probably won't be your best friend at that That's point right. in their That's life. Right. Then and then you'll be able to travel more. <laughs> I do. I do travel a little bit for photography too. Uh, I do some fireground photography. Sweet. Been doing that for probably you know about almost fifteen years. Oh, we need now. to get your advice before we leave. We got cameras and stuff. Yeah, I picked up the like. guy's camera that was in the front of the room. Uh, the other guy named Mike. Uh, I'm not sure. Kind of long hair under the hat. He was up in the front row. He was taking some pictures. Okay. Uh, he's got a real nice camera. I picked it up and took a picture when Mike was standing on the chair. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I, I, did see that. I was like, hey, man, it's okay. I'm, I'm a camera guy. I know what you got. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to drop it. Yeah. It's a nice uh, mirrorless camera. I was like, I was a little jealous, but. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, that's all. I got you. Nice. Hey, thanks for coming and chatting with us. No and, problem. Uh, thanks Appreciate for coming it. to thanks. the. Uh, to hey, this. Glad so, to be here. It was very enjoyable. See, uh, next year, if not before. Yeah, I didn't. Talk, I heard Eric over here talking all about search and trucks and this and that and copying Orlando. You know, yeah, you know. that's right. That's basically yeah. what he said. His department yeah. was, you know, how you hear the the comment second to none. Mm-hmm. You know that, that yeah. basically we're y'all none. were yeah y'all were none. none. No. Yeah. So no, they, they, we, I actually have uh, run into Eric on a, on a call here and there. We had a fire. It's been a while when I was covering floating lieutenant uh, that we actually did run in together. We don't run with. We don't work and play well with others, I guess. Really, they, they don't work and play well with us, I guess. I it get is. it. But, uh, yeah, we, we uh, have a not an automatic aid agreement. It's mutual aid, so it happens on occasion. But sure. we, don't, we don't really do it like we should send the closest unit, especially when it comes to dealing with Orange County. They don't like to call us. We call them a lot, but they don't like to call us. But it happens. That's all right. There's a lot of that that goes on yeah. everywhere. Well, brother. you know what? We just operate differently. Sure. The, they're the way of operating in ours we we are all four four person truck companies you know mostly four man engines they're they're coming up they've come a long way i will say in the last we're not talking bad about orange of course yeah, friends yeah. that work there and it's nothing to do with the guys in the street that don't work well together it's how the never the, the case the administration, <laughs> you know so always enjoyed, yes. you know, that's so time, understood so. by pretty much everybody on the line anywhere yeah like, yeah we all have the same common goal it seems like the the higher you get and the more bugles he gets crossed, you kind of lose touch with that. And it's 100%. all about it's yeah. political shit. Anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we get the job done, right? The that's right. The right. fire goes out where everybody's happy. That's we're right. Good. Doesn't matter right. what the t shirt or the fire truck looks like. That's right. That's right. Well, JJ, it's been a pleasure and enjoy your afternoon. Thank Are you, sir. You're going back in there I for the. I will be back in there. Nice. I'm actually going to go run and get a cup of coffee and then I'll be back in there. For Heard the that. Look forward yeah. to hearing that. All right. Cool. All right. Thank Take you, brother. Thanks, guys. Dude, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we we've had those uh, fire department relationship issues here too. We have so one here yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah.
our yeah. administration and Chief Griffin. They don't get along. Don't always stand there like this. <laughs> Try to get the foreground. Like like the other day, I took a oh, picture at a wedding. I had the fountain, but in the back, it's a here's the fountain, but there's the bride and groom in between. Like, I got to teach him this kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, and then we'll be uh, <laughs> I get disappointed. I get it, I get it. He knows I love him. So when we're in, the, when we're in Detroit, he's, ex he's explaining okay. shit to me. Perfect. So. All right. Hey, do me a favor. Ask them guys, is that Carolina Beach or the area ladder? Just ask them if that's a spare or not. Is that your ladder truck out there? Oh. Oh, we, I think it's Riceville Beach. Riceville Beach. Yeah, Riceville. See if that's a spare or their regular rig. If there's a bell on the front, <clears throat> it's their uh, it's first there's not a bell. There's not a bell? There's no bell. There's an Akron. Is it made by Mac? No, it's, it's a Seagrave. Seagrave. That's, that's, that's not the Rosenbauer they ordered. Right? No, it's a Seagrave. Uh, yeah. This one here? Yeah, that's not their first out. Um, it's a spare. It's their spare. No, yeah. Great, I can't compart... Uh, I can still compartment corner. I can do a thing on spares. We have a really super, 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 super amazing relationship with our fire chief. And I'm I'll call him if you want when we get done and get the official status on that. Thing. <laughs> yeah, you do whatever you want. You'll probably go out driving an ocean. Oh, whatever you want to do. It's a 75. It's an 08. Right there. Platform on their Mac? There is a platform. Yeah. I think it's a mid mount. Maybe. Yeah. 75 Mac. Go check that out. Yeah. It's an older truck. Single axle. Yeah. Maybe it's a stick shift too, bro. If it hasn't been switched over. This poor guy's like, would you shut up talking? I'm ready to record over oh, here. He's chilling. Uh, if he's smart, he's, he's recording right now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> if he's smart, he's recording right now. Yeah. He's, 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 you want a cup of tea or anything? We're going to get a cup of coffee. No, no. No, thanks. I'm, I'm fuming right now, so. Gotcha. No, I'm well, not fuming at you guys. Shit up in the city, that's all. Let's, um, I'm going to see if this helps this time. The headphones have been distracting for me. Okay. Because they amplify everything in the room. Yeah. So I'm going to run without it. Let's do it. And see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's fine. We can chase, he can chase you really well. That's right. I'm okay. not worried about you. Um, it's just me and Steve. I'll get to talk to you and I'll be back here. Right. And I can hear a damn thing you're saying. Yeah. So, but you'll be fine. Brother Champo back again. Yeah. I don't know how you guys keep roping me into this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not us. We're just reaping the benefits of Alan's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we're doing. That's right. That's it. I only come for the weather anyway, right? That's the yeah. story. So. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. So, second year here? Second year. Second year back. We talked with you last year. Enjoyed the crap out of that conversation. Um, a lot's transpired in a year. We follow you indirectly. I've been keeping up with, keeping up with you, what's going on. The book was a big topic last year. It was not dropped yet. It was fixing to drop. Yeah, it was coming up soon. Yeah, that's right. It was coming up soon. It's dropped now. It dropped. Uh, actually, JJ, who you just had on, we were trying to figure out. My daughter is a social media expert. Uh, she used to be a minor league uh, assistant GM. And she's like, Dad, we got to make this important. So what we did was my godson is uh, little Joey, and Ava's JJ's daughter, and they were probably about, I don't know, four years old and six. And we had them say, hey, Uncle Mike, the postman delivered this. And they came walking through the conference holding the book, you know. So people all thought that was a ploy. But we were trying to make it, you know. Right. They're like family to me. We're just yeah. trying to make it a, a fun, you know, how often do you write a book? So, right. Yeah, that's good. We just thought it was a cute way to do it. You yeah. know, and that's the way we announced the book with a special delivery. So, yeah. yeah. So what's the name of the book? The name of the book is Tower Ladders, Tactics, Tips, and Tales. I actually have one here for raffle for Alan, 
which is going to go to the North Carolina peer group, peer support group. Which, yeah. You know, I know uh, we've all run into f- friends that have had problems in this line of profession. So if I could help out a little bit with anybody, that's what I'd like to do. So. That's great. Yeah. I feel like a big POS because I haven't ordered one yet, but I have several of the people in our department here that have ordered it, and they absolutely love it. Well, thanks. Absolutely you. love it. You know, I, you know, you try to be your own self, a little bit of style. You want to pass it on, give back to the fire service. And, you know, I, I spoke to a lot of people, Chief Bingham from Washington, D.C. You know, I worked with him years ago. I've been out of D.C. for 33 years in August, but, you know, I emailed him and back and forth. And, you know, he was a mentor of mine on the job there. And, you know, he wrote two books and he was like, Mike, they want more pictures, you know, more fire stories. So in between the chapter, I have separate stories of my years on the job. But in between the chapters, just say the tower ladder was at a taxpayer or strip mall fire. You know, I always remember watching one of our guys cut the parking meters down so we could glide across the sidewalk. Well, uh, urban street dweller saw the parking meter fall, so he runs and grabs it and runs, takes it up. Now a cop's chasing him down the street. So, like, yeah. you know, I threw that in about operating on a sidewalk. You know, yeah. a fun tale, short and brief, but, you know, kids today, I'll make you laugh. I just, we just got here. There's no parking meters. You go down to the corner, Put money in some box and it spits a ticket out. So, right, right, right. You know, so it's kind of funny that times are changing. There still is, um, there still is parking meters. We have them downtown next to our studio and stuff right. like that. So that's still very applicable. Luckily, right. but they're going to disappear. Without yeah. the story, I never would have thought of it. <laughs> right. I never right. would have thought about it. Yeah. Just, oh, just cut those bastards well, off. Yeah. And we'll get in here. Yeah. Yeah. We'll slide across. Yeah. And the funny part about it was, I, I didn't tell a punchline. The cop was a little bit obese. So he's running down the street and his gun belt's falling down. So he's yeah. trying to pull it up, you know. So I was in the bucket waiting for where I'm like, oh, I didn't know whether to watch the fire or look at the yeah. at the show over there. So you know, like things like that. But it's 18 chapters, uh, tower ladder tactics and tips and tales. It deals from everything from setup, apparatus checks, responding. I've actually been very fortunate when we were down at uh, the high rise conference. Two chiefs from Virginia came up to me and let me know they were using apparatus checks and responding chapters in their engineer's exam. Wow. That they felt that the responding chapter was real important. And, you know, it makes you feel good. Absolutely. You know, that they would think so highly of the book. Yeah, dude. And, you know, I have everything. It's not a big city book. One thing about me, if you know, I grew up in a volunteer outfit. My dad, brother, nephew, my daughter's boyfriend, soon-to-be husband, my brother-in-law, we have a long line of our, my great-grandfather, grandfather, off being firefighters. And so it's just not big city. I go over small city tactics, operations at private dwellings, multiple dwellings. I reach out to other friends at weird rescue scenarios. There's yeah. a rescue chapter. So it, it's a great deal of information. So, uh, And then thrown through the chapters are little mini tactical tips where it just has a, you know, it is a good spot for it. A quick little... You know, two-line tactical tips on the use of a roof hook or something. Right. So, you know, it's hopefully it's doing well. And, uh, you know, it's sort of, I don't say leveled off. It's, you know, one or two book sales a week. You know, again, I'm not trying to be, you know, look at me, the big author. I, just I think everybody who knows you or knows anything about you knows that that's not the motive behind the book. That's it was right. just passing yeah. information. That was, I mean, yeah. you have a conversation with you past 30 seconds, so that's easy to figure out. Appreciate yeah. It. If I wanted to make money, I would have wrote a romance novel. Right? Yeah, no Correct. doubt. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So l- last year when we talked to you, you were uh, kind of off the rig, but you were at uh, The Rock 
Like you were there all the time. That was your that was your yeah. new assignment. Yes. Is that still the case? Unfortunately, yeah. Um, I haven't still having some World Trade Center medical issues uh, that, that we're trying to straighten out, and uh, I really don't want to retire until we get our finger on the pulse of what's going on. Sure. So uh, I'm at the Rock. I'm very very fortunate. I work with some great people uh, there, and. They actually give me the football to run a little bit my own way. And just, for instance, the importance of what we do. Uh, a company ran into a new bifold closing heavy metal door that actually, it goes up and it sticks off the building like this. So when it goes, it's vertical. They weigh anywhere from 1,500 to 6,000 pounds, depending on the weight. Yeah. Well, they also have steel plating on them. This one had three-eighths uh, plating. So when it's up, it's about 1,600 pounds, this one. And we did this thing about, like, well, how are you going to force entry? Uh, if you put it in the up position, which you can do by a key, it's not held by regular metal chains or cables. They have, like, just canvas straps. What? Well, two of the canvas straps already broke at this one, and they were being replaced. So what happens if you put that up at a fire, and now the fire's vent, or it's a daytime fire, it's up, and now it starts burning, and these straps come down. The gate's going to roll down, so... It was something a company picked up, so we did research, we called the, the manufacturers, you know, and we actually had companies come out, and we wedged portable ladders up. Okay. Like saying, hey, you have a daytime response, it's up, fire's in the store. We don't want the straps to burn, so we, we put uh, uh, 24 closed, and then we also used a, uh, a shorter 12-foot uh, roof ladder, and then we put cribbing underneath just to say, hey, what happens if we have to do both sides? Right. So, you know, we find some stuff, we go out, we film it, and we present it to the companies. And then again, we're still doing those on Monday through Thursday. We do a live performance right. at 10.30 and 11.30. 10, 15 minutes, we throw a good drill subject. We're in the street. Like this month, we're doing gas stations. And you'd be like, gas stations? Well, it's not a common response, but a lot of problems at gas stations. So right. uh, we're doing live. The worst part about filming there Cars coming in and out. You gotta watch. Yeah. You know, we're, they, they we're filming here. Yeah, yeah. We're filming, you know. So, but it's great because you spend an hour there. You know, when I say we film at ten thirty, then again at eleven thirty, and you just watch what goes on. Who's backing in? This guy. You know, the other day we had a lady pulling the bus, and she puts it in reverse, and she's just gonna back out in the street. You know, it's. And we talk about accidents there and this yeah. and that. So, yeah. you know, it's that's what we're doing. So, I'm still at the rock. I'm not retired yet. People can keep. I'll let you know when I retire. Yeah, okay, yeah. We'll, we'll put it out. <laughs> I like it. But I yeah, like it. So no, I don't want you to retire. No, I'm not uh, ready. It's to. Too much. Uh, too much no. good stuff still left in that brain that has not been tapped yet. Right. So I don't want you to retire. Um, it's devastating to hear the. Uh, this is just what I've caught from a little bit of phone conversation and just our exchange. The troubles that you know you guys that have responded to the World Trade Center and stuff like that. The. Uh, the shit that you have to deal with, man, with all that stuff that's still going on. I'm sure it's a touchy subject. Might not want to talk about it at all, but I'm just expressing uh, from somebody all the way down here in North Carolina, it's still, I don't know, it makes me, I was talking to Steve about it before you came on. I was like, I don't know, I'm not pissed, I'm not sad. I don't know, it just makes me feel some type of way that, you know, this guy, you know, we hear the stories from the Leary Foundation and all these things. We hear these stories about, the issues that these folks that are having, you know, this many years later. And it's like, you still have to jump through hoops. Like, like it's no big deal. And it's like, I don't know how to describe the feeling that I have, but 
just know that it's um I feel bad for you having to go through that and having to deal with that end of things when I feel like it should just be such an easy done deal process. It's like, damn, look what you've sacrificed, look what you're dealing with now. Here here's what here's whatever you need, whatever resources, we're here to make that happen for you. Well, I appreciate it. But uh, on, you know, a word out to everybody that you know, we have people from out of New York City that respond, you saw our teams, this and that. Right. Even the younger firefighters. Uh, in my situation, I am seeing a specialist right now uh, for all upper respiratory throat issues. And I have a, uh, actually, my vocal cords are disintegrating from exposures and this and that. But there's, they make you go to certain specialists. So you have to see the speech pathologist. So, of course, I do these exercises. Uh, certain days, you know, if the pollen's wrong outside or it's a humid day, my throat hurts more. Yeah. Or I smell smoke far away, I can feel the burn. But where I'm saying this is she's actually seeing the next wave of World Trade Center problems. You take a, young, a fellow like myself, you know, I was at 10 and a half years in the FDNY when the Trade Center hit. Now I'd say 20 years past that every day, the food on the stove, the, the gas leak, the, the, you know, the diesel fuel in quarters. Not, we had the... The, the exhaust system, but still, the truck starts up, you're around the rigs, you know, you go to rubbish in the hallway, you know, just 20 years of being exposed after, what did I take all my time at the Trade Center, you know, all those, and then you had 20 years of service, you know, again, she's seen another wave of people getting ill. Now, did their initial exposure hurt a lot of us, and we didn't know, but we were young, so, you know, it, it is, you know, you do get upset when... You know, you're dealing with some outside agencies that you know, I was on the phone. Well, I'm a World Trade Center. This is the paperwork. It's ready there. Well, we need this. We need that. It's like you have the paperwork in front of you. How many right. more things do you need? You right. So, like you said, you get a little upset, frustrated, especially when it's your own health. You start questioning yourself. And if I can say anything, don't get on the Internet and start reading stuff because looking up problems. Then you get, oh, yeah. is that me? Or like, you know, it's... Let the professionals go get the test done and because we'll play mind games with you. you I'm know, sure, so. yeah. We've got a couple guys in our department that are like that. It's yeah. like everything's wrong all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that internet can be friendly one day, <laughs> but then the next day it plays mind games with you. Sure, so. sure, sure. But how's sure. everything with you guys? Things are going well? Or? Yeah, things are good. We've been busy. We're uh, trying this new thing, doing some short shows. And, uh, awesome. Yeah, we're just... Awesome. just Punching away, yeah. getting after it. You take it on the road yet? The smaller shows or little travel um, training venues or anything? We've been doing some online stuff. Okay. We did a, kind of a cool thing. We had one of the guys, I'm not sure, he's in Pamlico County, so he's just a little north of here. But he was telling us outside, he teaches the fire officer series, so fire officer one, two, and three. Um, he was telling us that he uses one of our clips that we had, uh, I think, last year with Steve. On when we were at the first two conference in his training curriculum, like he uses it when it comes to that, and that's it's pretty humbling, weird and humbling at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, that's the way, like you said, I felt about the book when they told me they were using certain chapters. Yeah. I know you can't use any of mine. First, they can't understand me. I talk too <laughs> fast, like from New York, and you know, maybe I throw a joke in there that's off color or something. You know, sure, so, <laughs> you're not using that in any leadership class, you know. <laughs> So, now nah, we're doing well, plugging along, just, you know, keeping our head above water. That's, you know that's, it is. Like you said, if you can make a difference every day, that's what it's about. You know, I I, uh, I saw something I thought was pretty cool the other day. You know, like, don't sling the brotherhood, sling beers or beverages with the brothers. Yeah. You know, like, don't yeah. be talking. Tra- Everybody's got a footprint here. 
be your own person, just give back. And, you know, I mean, you know, like you said, ah, that guy's jealous of that guy. That guy, hey, listen, he's putting one foot in front of the other. He's trying to make an impact. So that's the way I look at it, you know. So. Words of wisdom from the man himself right that's there. Right. Uh, yeah. No doubt. Impact, no so. doubt. Yeah, you know, the brotherhood needs needs people helping not trying to split it up or tear yeah. it apart or, or do things definitely right. definitely like you said I, like you said I they always you know we hear that all the time you know leave it better than you found it you know right. I just had this passion you know like Tom Brennan years ago you know one of my mentors grabbed me at a trade show and said listen you know you're a young dog you got the passion and desire he goes you're coming along get your experience Get that street credit, you know, go to fires, you're in busy companies, develop, he goes, and then, you know, you'll be, you'll find your passion. And, you know, tower ladders was my passion. I wanted to learn everything I wanted to do in there, and, you know, I just enjoyed it, and just, I enjoyed teaching younger firefighters how to operate it, where to position it, you know, go to a building on a run, hey, where'd you, where would you go right now? I was lady in that window, where would you put the bucket, you know, like, and you just run with it, you know, and. Nice. When, when that younger firefighter looks at you, like, oh, I get it. I go, well, okay, I right. talked it. Now get in the bucket, go do it. Yeah, you know, like, right. You know, so it, it makes them, you know, yeah. appreciate you. And that, you. You can't put a price on when you teach somebody something. You sure. Know? That's to me a handshake. Thank you. I use the punch technique at a fire. It worked great. You know, or I forced the door, like you said. You know, that's that's what it's about. You can't put a price on that. So I agree completely, yeah. completely. We're grateful. Thanks so much for coming back no, this year again. Coming back it. next year? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't want to talk yet. You know, if I am retired, I got to mark the calendar. Maybe I'll be on the golf course or, Heard that. or, right. or yeah. fishing or I don't know. We'll see. We'll, well, I definitely would like to come back. We'll just see what's going on. So. I got yeah. you. Well, if you don't come back here, I'm sure we're still going to talk to you I'm one sure. way or another. Appreciate it very much. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you so you guys. much, you always look, yeah, You guys sir. ever put any pounds on or makeup or what's the story? Yeah, they're always looking good. They're always, you guys change it all. It's they're this always guy. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> just to pop it up. <laughs> well, you know, stay safe and best wishes to you. Yeah, right? dude. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Do us a favor. Slide over to iTunes or Spotify or YouTube. Leave a five-star review and leave a comment. If you want to, you want to support further, share it with somebody. Ask them to like, subscribe, and share it with their friends. If they can benefit from it, we need to spread it out. The more you like and comment, the more visible we are on all these platforms when people are just searching Firefighter Podcast. It'll come up primary complete a little bit quicker, and they won't have to dig quite so far to find us. We really appreciate that. Visit the website. It's a pretty good site. It's got all kinds of fun links and stuff. You can also find the shows there on the website as well, and that's www.primarycompletepodcast.com. Thank you all so much for your support. Again, we love you. Thank you for helping us make conversation great again.